God, you guys are boring. I want real superpowers. I want to time travel. I want to go back to when decisions were made and go, that's, don't do that. That's going to turn out bad in two years. Don't do that. I want to go back. I want to read customers' minds. I want to know what they're not telling me. I want to know why the executive really wants to do that. I want to do mind control. It's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, you can't do that. And you can't do that. I want to be invisible. I want to sit in with our customers in these meetings that people won't let me sit into. I want to. I these want to are not the switch. droids you're looking for. I want to. I want to warp reality to meet my needs. Right. I want to see the future. I want to power up my teammates. I want to make them learn something. I. I want to do all the superpowers. Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders topic of the week. Steve, Steve, we've been doing this a long time. And did you know this is our 100th episode? We can now go into syndication. (laughs) Actually, it's it's officially our 113th, but we did 13 that first spring when we were just playing around during COVID. And I don't count those because most of them were just you and me blabbering at each other. But once we sort of re- we start restarted in the fall of 2020, this is our hundredth episode. One hundred uh, episodes, and through those 99 plus episodes we've done before, we've talked about a lot of things around product management. We've talked a lot about skills that product managers need, challenges product management has, how we work with our departments, but we never talked about what I think is an important topic is product management superpowers. And now Mount, maybe every job, maybe every role has their own superpowers, but I, I, I thought it'd be a fun thing to del- delve into is what are the superpowers uh, of product managers? I mean, it, part of me thinks this is a topic you might like because you like the sci-fi stuff. <laughs> well, I do like sci-fi stuff. That is true. Um yeah, I like the idea of, you know, kind of a Marvel uh, product manager of some kind, you know, uh, a superhero who can, you know, identify market problems faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah, I, I like that. I think he would like have a gray beard and gray hair and a chiseled jaw. Oh, wait, it's Jason Vincelette. <laughs> <laughs> No cape, no cape. Dun, dun, dun. No cape. cape. That was such a great line. <laughs> like close. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about this. Actually, one of the inspirations for this, when we did our AI's impact on product management, we delved into neurodiversity actually a little bit being a superpower and how a lot of product managers whether they know it or not, probably have a little neurodiversity, uh, whether it's the ability to multitask and do a whole bunch of things, whether it's ability to go deep on something. But I wanted to broaden this uh, and make sure we start talking about it. So on Monday, we put in the community, simple question, 
what are your superpowers, product management superpowers? And May, you, you said you always find yourself doing more product management when you don't even have the title. Uh, but the real answer is you're good at pinpointing the underlying systemic issues that create many symptoms. Talk me through your superpowers. Uh, so the first one, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of funny, you know, when when you have the title, you end up being expected to do all of the other stuff that product management ends up doing. So you don't actually get to do any product management. But when you don't have the title, because you're doing something else, and it's usually a generally, well, typically a generally more defined role, um, you end up doing that like product management aspect, thinking about, is this the most important thing we could do? Like, how do I prioritize my time? And so on and so forth. So I, I find it to be rather interesting um, that so many people resonated with that statement as well. So I, I just thought it would be an interesting thing to point out. Um, yes. And my second response was, it's when, when we talk about problems, right? Like you go and do a whole lot of user interviews, be it internal, external, uh, people tell you about their problems, but they also usually say, and we fix this by doing blah, right? All we have to do is just this one thing and then so when you walk away from 10 interviews you walk away with 10 different solutions okay maybe eight right there might be some overlaps <clears throat> but if you dive into the core of the problem and you dive a little deeper to see like what is the trigger for that problem generally speaking it's like 80 percent of those problems can be resolved by you know with by solving one core systemic problem. And it might simply just be person A is not talking to person B and they hold the keys, mm -hmm. right? Like, so it's, it's, if you take a bit of time and think about the underlying problems and say, yeah, this is a problem, but why is this a problem? Um, I tend to be really good at that. And I, I don't know why, I don't know how, it just is. Is that a forest for a trees? Is that a connecting dots that other people can't? Where do you, I mean, talk to me about where you see that. Uh, it is simply just, I guess, diving a little deeper, but also more, um, I, I, I feel like it's, 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 connecting patterns right like it's yeah. pattern recognition um and if you do it enough you get a lot better at recognizing the patterns where a person a is not talking to person b <laughs> and it's you know people describe the problems and if you you have to understand the whole system before you can understand the systemic problems, right? Yep. So I take a lot of time to understand, well, partly because of my role as product operations, um, I take a lot of time understanding the whole structure, all the connecting pieces, where the information flows, where the information ends. And when you put in that amount of work to understand the system, then it's easier to identify where the systemic blockers are. It's interesting because I've at times talked with, people and sort of to your talking about this pattern recognition stuff it's almost like neo in the matrix right where the where everything starts slowing down and he can see the the numbers and it's like all of a sudden he's figured out the pattern he gets it he understands i don't know me trying to throw a little superpower uh stuff into this uh dominic you came out with 
a word and I, I want to do a topic of the week on this word. I've been talking about that literally for 18, 24 months because the word keeps coming up, but I don't know how to ask a question on it that's not leading, right? And you said curiosity. Yeah, I mean, I, for, for, for me uh, as uh, as a product manager, being curious means so many so many things, right? So you you, you start first by you know learning, right, and listening, and um, I don't know, asking the right questions, um, ch you know, challenging status quo. I mean, it, it's always um, being upfront and um, you know exploring, you know, new ideas. I mean, that's. Uh, pretty much what, what it is, it's being curious. I mean, in everything, right? Always asking questions, because I, 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 I'm thinking of, actually, I'm thinking of something that Paul Hatala said in, the, uh, in the, the poll question, but he talked about, we were talking about empathy, and he said, uh, if I had said specifically including stakeholders, but I think there's curiosity not in the market, not just in the market, but also in your stakeholders and, and understanding, you know. Absolutely, I mean it's it's, it's uh, internal, external stakeholders. Absolutely, I mean it's it's all, all, all across, right? Because otherwise, you know, uh, I mean it's a, it's a package, it's an ecosystem, right? Of of uh, what what? Oh, Steve, you have the uh, hands up. Go ahead. I'll I'll get to him if you finished your thought. <laughs> Or Dom, do you want to take over and, and now facilitate? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, all so, I was going to say was, you know, I wanted to agree very much with, uh, um, you know, curiosity, but not just stakeholders. Uh, one of our friends uh, was recently working with a product marketing team who were putting out a monthly email with a less than 1% open rate. And they had been doing so for years and they never had a little bit of curiosity of well is that a good number is that a bad number and you know it is a bad number um and what would we do differently and it was almost like they were saying well we've checked off the box you know we're supposed to do a newsletter every month check with no curiosity as to whether they were reaching uh the people they needed to reach so it's curiosity about every, you know all the things that May said, all the things that Dominic said. I, I'm I'm very much a believer in in, in curiosity as a superpower. Can I ask a question? Then should we put curiosity at the center of the court's open framework instead of learn? Yeah, I like that. Oh, or it won't fit. It's too long. Yeah, it is too long. <laughs> learn with curiosity. It's part of the description we do for it. But I think that that goes to it. Right. right. It's the curiosity that gets us to keep learning, to continue to do that learning exactly. where we can go. Uh, Dom, any last thoughts on curiosity before Steve cuts you off again? No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Wait, did this turn into a roast when I was not looking? <laughs> Steve, it, it, whenever I can turn it into a roast, I always turn it into a roast. Gotcha. So uh, Jason, you know, it, Dom came in with one of my favorite ones, curiosity. Then you came in with holistic product thinking. It just, I, you know, I think that's, it, this is one of those, I, I love it because sometimes people, we're the ones who have to connect the dot. Maybe this goes back to the systems thinking that, that May was talking about. Talk to me more about your thoughts on holistic product thinking and why it's your superpower. 
Sure, I've had the pleasure. I've had the ability to be down in the weeds, creating user stories as a product owner and doing a feature factory piece. But you know, recently I had the ability to hang out with my fun-loving sales and marketing people, and um, and legal and accounting and accounts receivable. So it's it's interesting on the business side of products. Um, that you get to learn a lot about what the ecosystem of stakeholders and how they think about product and what their inputs and processes and outputs are as, as they deal with the product components. And, and so I would say my superpower specifically is because of my, um, the roles I've had on the business side of product management that was just on the business side of product management. And of course, on the technical and delivery side of product management, I can now, I can now create those um, uh, link between those two chasms, if you will, um, and be able to, you know, talk the talk again with other stakeholders. And uh, yeah, so that, that's my superpower, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. And it is, it's so important, that, you know, as the more senior you get in product, as you're doing more product strategy stuff, because when you're, in my head, I'm, look, I'm looking at times where I had to build a business case for a product, a new product, something. I actually had an understanding across the whole value chain, right? Where everything was, what needed to get done. And I could, frame that story and I could, you know, know who to engage with on what and that type of stuff. So I, I, that's why it resonated with me because I think that it really, uh, it really, you know, I, I saw it in myself. So maybe I'm being narcissistic. Well, myself. I think, I think also it helps your ability to influence. Yeah. Which is a critical com like component of um, powerful product management is being able to influence stakeholders. And I think if you don't have that um, understanding of where they are and, and how they need to, to look at your product and what they need to deliver in their KPIs, that was mentioned, then, you know, that may be difficult because then you're just talking the same, talking to a wall. So that empathy of those other groups is important. No, I, I completely <clears throat> totally get that. And I actually, I think that there's almost a tie with the curiosity Dom was talking about because Absolutely. having curiosity in each of those other functions, understanding what they do and what's important to them helps you do a better job uh, as you do this holistic product thinking. So awesome. Corey, finding the essence of customer value for your product and understanding the system delivery and how to change it. Talk to me about your superpowers. I, I mean, I hate saying this is my superpower. I like other people saying you're really good at X. <laughs> and that's where I pulled that from, which was the, the products that I work on, the, the ideas, the problems, those things is, you know, there's a hundred different things we could do. What are the most simple versions of that that we could try out to see if it fits? So finding that core loop of your product, finding that, for, finding that core loop of your, your customer's problem um, and how your product fits into that and what you could do to build on that. I think that's where I, I come in and, and like to play with that. So not only do I like to do it, but apparently I have good results doing that too from others. Yeah. Um, and then also is there's this big ball of mud to have that small change to get out to the customer. How can we improve that? So yes, there's other groups and other companies and peoples and things we have to work with. Um, how do we actually cut through all the BS and the red tape and the you know six month release process cycles to go through? How can we deliver this small change and see if it fixes a customer's problem today? Yeah. I, I completely, I, I like that. I, and I, I love the, the customer value portion of it because I think that that, and I'm going to get back and I'm going to ask Steve a question. So Steve, start thinking about this. If we could build a super product management superhero with a with three superpowers, I want you to start thinking about what superpowers we've been talking about you think you would put in your superhero. 
Uh, see, I'm trying to like lean into the whole sci-fi, you know, thing, Steve, and like, this would be fun for you. So start thinking about that. Uh, but customer value, I think understanding that that's one of the key things and understanding business value as well and the sort of the trade-offs between that. I think that would be one that I, I, I like a lot. Eva, God, I loved your superpower. A, partly because it defines you. I, I really believe your resilience is one of your defining features. But I think that, you know, especially, you know, so, you know, as you're building your career, you go through so much as a junior person that if you don't have resilience, how can you make it to work to the other side? Yeah, I think even before becoming a product manager, I was always really good at having customer empathy because of my resilience. I was always able to calm a very irate customer down because I could put myself in their shoes and be like, oh God, they're under so much pressure, you know? Um, so yeah, I do think in a whole, just being resilient through the way I was raised to the way I am now being extremely, you know, independent. I think um, it's really important as a product manager because there's going to be days that you're beat down. There's going to be days that you feel like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And you need that resilience to keep going in your career to be able to log in another day if you're remote like I am. So yeah. I. Uh and it, it, it really resonated with me because, you know, we, we talked about burnout earlier this year. We talked about a lot of the challenges that product managers face. And sometimes if you don't have that resilience, you're not going to succeed. You can't make it through. So I, I thought that was, I, I love it. Calvin, team building, uh, you know, so we've talked about curiosity. We've talked about needing to understand the processes. Talk to me about your superpower of team building. You're on mute, Calvin. I just put in the chat a, a diagram that I, I refer to frequently. And I mean, that's what I feel like, like, I won't speak for all of you, but that's what I feel like I deal with in um, working cross-functionally with other departments who have other needs, see the business in their own unique way and bringing those, bringing those those teams together to uh, move efforts forward is um, you know where so for those for for those who may be watching or listening uh, and don't see they don't have the chat here it's the elephant picture with many different people touching the elephant in different places all giving a different description of what it is so yes you, it's, it's it is the parable of these six blind men and the elephants if um, you want to Google that Google is your yeah. friend. And, but so you're you're the one who helps bring the team together to see see the forest for the trees. I'll go back to that line. Or the yeah. elephant for the for the components of the elephant. Yeah, you know, also known as the puppet master. You're the puppet master. <laughs> just gonna... I thought the puppet master was actually a a villain. In in heroes, uh, there was a guy who was a puppet master. I don't, I'm sorry. It depends on your perspective. Who's the villain? <laughs> That's true. We can uh, we can be heroes. Just for one day. Just for one day. Just for one day. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> All right, Pamela, I, you've been listening to the uh, people's uh, superpowers they put in the community uh, this week. What's your superpower? So, or what are your so superpowers? I, 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 I don't want to. Maybe I don't have any. Have Maybe I don't have any. Um, I, I humility. Guess 
<laughs> when I first started thinking about this, I had an image of balancing on one of those balance balls or the balance boards, yep. right? And so then I actually came up with, with three pieces of it. So maybe I'm answering for Steve, I, I don't know, which is the ability to focus on outcomes versus output. The ability okay. to frame, which I think Calvin, you address with your uh, elephant picture, which is basically, you're the person saying we have an elephant. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then the last bit I think is living with uncertainty. Yeah. So we have to, we have to kind of live in curiosity and move forward regardless. Right. And that's it's interesting. Kind of like, it's scary. I think. It, 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 it is. And now I'm, now I'm like in my head going, God, resilience and curiosity are actually tied together right. as well, because part of, you know, part of how I was resilient was my curiosity to help me keep going. Uh, and go on there. So yeah, and if you and if you if you combine it with framing, then you have kind of your goal out there, and you have the guidelines by which you are progressing towards that goal. But you don't have to have certainty within those guidelines. You can kind of still move, right? I, I like that. Uh, you you built your you, you're you're a pretty good superpower person there, huh? I I I, I don't know. Dom, what about packaging discussion then perspective? Talk to me about. When I think uh, and I hear of you know all these superpowers, right? At the end of the day, it, it gives you this overarching perspective on everything, right? And I, I yep. think you know maybe that's something that can round up some of those discussions, right? And really, because we're here to help connect all these dots, right? I mean, it's very complex. Uh, like Pamela was saying, it's a lot of uncertainties, right? And, um, you know, and, and we as product managers, really, we, we're trying to, you know, utilize those, you know, creative mindsets to, uh, you know, get people together through influencing and, and whatnot. So, you know, no. perspective maybe is something that could round up a little bit the, uh, the discussion. It, it, Paul Hatala actually put that in. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the poll. Uh, any last thoughts on your superpower, superpowers you see in product management before I give, I let Steve take the floor and, uh, and introduce us to his product management superhero. Any last thoughts? All right, Steve, the floor is yours. Sort of in an like uh, Stark Industries type of way, you're now able to put together these superpowers. There we go. Well, I think the actual perfect uh, superhero representative of product management is Wonder Woman. She's got the lasso of truth and all the nonsense, plane? all the nonsense that people throw her away, she can knock off with those bracelets of hers. So when salespeople say stupid shit, she's able to go, you know, bang, bang, and, you know, they have, she doesn't die. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's just that. I mean, it, Wonder Woman's the perfect person. She's uh, got the the bracelet things and the lasso things, and and she can you know run and jump and do other things. But I think she's the perfect product management superhero. And the strength okay. to carry the team. And the strength to carry the and team. The there you. And the v invisible airplane. But I don't know how that does anything with product management. Oh, uh, she moves from place to place in cognito and cloak. Yeah. Well, that being said, Steve, are we going down the wrong path? We talk about too often products get released only due to her heroic efforts. 
and now we're saying we, you know the uh, it's a, it takes a superhero to do it maybe we went i went the wrong way with this <laughs> perhaps so perhaps so but you know if we're going down the path of superhero that's where i ended up but uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about are, you know, at least powers, if not superpowers, you know, um, uh, prioritization, perspective, um, the ability to see what is not what we want to see. I mean, a lot of those uh, that we've talked about make for a really strong product manager. I, I love it. And, and Dom, I, I, was jo I was joking, although not joking when, when I said to Pamela, humility, right? But I think maybe <clears throat> being humble, having some humility is, is something that product could be a product management superpower because, you know, we do have to get a team to work together. We, we can't make it about us. Uh, I think maybe, Steve, the line is we need, we have superpowers, but we don't need, we don't want to be superheroes. It's not all about us. But it's like, it's like the Foo Fighters song. There goes my hero. He's ordinary. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, th Boy, I think if you're, if you're too, so that's that's where the uncertainty comes in. If you remain in the state of uncertainty, you allow people to do it, right? Then that's also part of being humble, right? You're you're open to other people participating, because the last thing you want is they're going to follow you off a cliff. You want people to challenge you, right? Within reason. So yeah. So it's always like this Goldilocks thing, right? Mm -hmm. You want you want people to participate and follow at the same time. So. Ugh. It's like, which which one am I going to hit today? Which one do I hit, need to hit right now with this person? No, I, I get it. And we're putting a pretty good playlist together with uh, Foo Fighters and David Bowie. I guess we can bring in every hero song or superpower song we can think about if we can reference them moving forward. Uh, so on Wednesday, you know, building from uh, the uh, answers, uh, we asked the question, what is the most undervalued product management superpower? So we talk about a lot of things. Which one is most undervalued by, by product management, by, by the organization, whomever? And the options were curiosity and continuous learning, analysis, identifying the threads and themes, empathy, putting yourself in the customer situation, perspective, bringing it all together holistically, uh, and then other it depends. And Dom, you voted for other it depends. You you said uh, storytelling there, but then you just came back after all the conversation and talked about perspective. I was trying to yeah go, go, run, run it up uh, again. I mean, so unfortunately, storytelling was not on the list, and I, I just wanted to click on other. Uh, <laughs> just, just you always do another you know uh, a superpower, but. Uh, you know, be, uh, being a good storyteller, right? Um, we, we tend to have difficult decisions to make by saying no, right? And most of the time, I don't like to say no. I'd like the organization to actually acknowledge that, hey, we're not going to move forward with ABC, right? So yeah. again, it's, it's a reverse. We're, we're trying to influence, you know, stakeholders to help understand through our storytelling, right? Yeah. what the right decision should be instead of kind of command and control hey and and and, and maybe build walls right so I, I always like to uh be open and and and, and be curious and, and have people actually challenge me is like okay why is it not you know the right way what you know and and, and 
through the storytelling and you know explaining what customer pain points are and going through you know a strategy have the organization actually realize okay this is not the right way to go and, and, and move forward and um you know when we have that and teams of product management uh, product managers i i tend to um you know uh kind of turn around and say well it's a internal superpower of an organization not the you know superhero uh style that's right i get it uh, and actually you had me thinking i i have never done it on purpose but often people are able to put together these things into one super answer and it's like if you have curiosity with empathy and you do the analysis and gain that perspective you that's all the foundation to tell the story you need and the storytelling is almost like how do you then communicate this so i i like that i, I like where you went with that uh i'm gonna go to uh empathy came in in third place at 17 percent, but it it's overrepresented on our panel today. Uh, Corey, Calvin, and Eva all uh, went with empathy. I'm going to start with Eva, uh, and then Calvin, and then Corey. Talk to me about empathy. I mean, it, it ties to what you were talking about with persistence or uh, resilience, and you talked about resilience with empathy. So, talk to me about empathy for for you. Yeah, I think if you can't put yourself in your customer situation, then you're not going to be able to build a product that's accessible for them. Um, I think that a problem that most product managers have is they don't talk to enough customers. And when I was in support, that's all I did. Like the minute I woke up to the minute I left work, that's all I did was talk to customers. And uh, I know I need to get better at that as a product manager. Um, but I think, um, yeah, being able to be in those conversations, like seeing what support cases they're opening, um, joining those calls, seeing what they're, you know, kind of mad about or frustrated about with your application or your platform or whatever you use, um, definitely will, in, is undervalued, I think, in the world of product management, because some product managers have this, you know, stance that I know what my customer wants, where you don't really know what your customer wants until you can join those calls and have empathy for your client. I, I love it. I, I Again, all of these are things that I had in my head. We, we had the answers. And so uh, I, I definitely see it. Empathy was probably my second choice, uh, but I, I, I can definitely see it. Calvin, for you. Yes to everything that Eva said. And there's we've had we've had this call this uh, conversation in previous calls where we've talked about we spent we've gone down the rabbit hole of Jira and, and Jira jockeys and, and and crap like that. And that's not I mean it, it's addressing tasks, but it's really not getting out and talking to customers and understanding what their problems are, solving those. And it seems to me that oftentimes, and I say even in my own experience, not have not getting out in front of customers often enough to understand what their needs are and and uh, the problems that we're trying to solve. Um, so that's why I I chose putting yourself in the customer situation in, in the customer situation. I don't know that overall product managers are all talking to customers enough. So now, one of your is superpowers there... is customer vision. Steve's now giving names to them. Ah. 
as opposed to x-ray vision you know customer vision <laughs> i was wondering where you're going with that steve sorry uh, calvin is there a recency bias because you just spent a week and a half at two conferences talking to customers no okay no um i've always been a a, a proponent of of being out talking to customers and um and maybe part of my bias is because as a product manager, I don't come from a technical, from a technical perspective. So I'm, I'm. You I'm, need to lean into the the market side. I I do. I okay. Yeah, I get I, it. Yeah, I do. Where others lean into uh, Jira, Jira, Agile. Yeah. Uh, Corey, you also went with empathy. You said most places don't care if the customers love their product. Calvin, please, Jira is not agile. Don't, don't, don't do that. Well, I, you're making me shake, man. I just don't do that. Anyway, um, when I looked at this question, Grant, I the, the thing that was in the back of my mind was uh, for who? Who yeah. undervalues product management superpowers? And it, to me, it's two, two groups of people, the product managers themselves and the companies that employ us. Um, and in that regard, I think companies, the vast majority of companies I've worked for or seen or heard people talk about, do not care about their customers in the sense that they don't want to understand what their real problems are. They just want to get the sale, get the deal, get it out the door, go on the next one. Most product managers also undervalue understanding what their customer does because they're being driven by a date, a time, a scope, a schedule, a sale, or whatever. And they don't have time, they don't think they don't have time, or it's not important enough to take the time to learn, well, what would really solve their problem? I mean, what do I need to understand about them? So that's why I said it's undervalued because both the companies don't value it for their product managers. And sometimes a lot of the product managers don't see it don't as part of their job as well. You, you just made a really good case there. So th that was third place at 17%. 5% other, it depends with Dom's vote, which I did like the storytelling. And I, I would be interested to see if I could have put that in where it would have fallen. 5% for analysis, uh, identifying the threads and themes. Steve, you're the lone representative on the call who voted for uh, curiosity and continuous, continue learning. Probably should have been continuous learning. I did it. On, I, I think I curiosity is uh, under undervalued. Um, I, I, Oh, here's one. <laughs> I may have told this before, but my daughter was dating a product marketing manager who was not the slightest bit curious about his product. And she asked him a question once and he said, oh, I don't know. I don't use our product. And she said, you're dead to me. Literally she broke it off. She broke it off because here was a product manager who had no curiosity about his product. And, that, and then she went and married a design, uh, a UX designer. So there's still happiness in the family. Because he cares about his product. He cares about his customers. Yes. Yeah. And his okay. product. So curiosity had 29% of the vote. In perspective, with 41% of the vote came in at the highest. And May, Jason, and myself all voted for it on the call today. Pamela, I didn't, you did not vote yet, or if you voted, it was well, I just I, I just voted and, and I did perspective as well because I okay. just I think there's an alchemy to it. Um, and I think you need all of it and you need to decide when, like which card you're going to play when sometimes you play the curiosity card. If you have curiosity, but no analytics, if you have empathy, but no analytics, you know, like 
until you kind of build, throw all the ingredients in, you don't have a cake. Right. Yeah. You said in the chat, the trick is you may have multiple superpowers. It's choosing the one that to manifest at a particular time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like Siler from Heroes, where you can now take everybody else's powers and put them all together. Uh, what did you do? To get I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that uh, I, I think I've stolen a few or, or, or copied a few superpowers over the years from people. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and I voted for perspective too. And I thought it was that too often we get stuck in the silos and it's not valued for what we can do to bring the whole picture together. Uh, Jason, you're next. Then I'll go to May. So I just think it's interesting with the perspective piece, because as product managers, we get called on all the time to do things like demos and read the website for the salespeople. And we get pushed into these other positions. But if you ask any of those people what product managers are for, it's to push out features. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's undervalued because the company does undervalue what we can provide, yet they're asking us to provide that, but they can't define, explain why they're asking us to be a part of those conversations. At the end of the day, if you talk to any of them, they're like, oh yeah, they just create features for the product. You know, so maybe they just don't understand why they're bringing us in, but that's obviously our value is that holistic approach. And we can be a part of all of that, providing those curious components, providing those empathy components in those conversations, you know? Um, so I just think that's interesting dynamic. I love it. And I love how you pulled your holistic from your Monday answer into your answer, describing your perspective vote. I, I like, I like the full circle nature of that. May. I've been what, looking, what left is there to be said? Uh, lots, actually. Um, <laughs> I've been looking at a lot of job description, and I took the word valued quite literally, because that's what people get hired for and get paid for, right? So the words you see on job descriptions for product manager, often you see the word curiosity. You almost always see the word analysis. Uh, there is a rising percentage of them that says the word empathy. Um, and you'd never see the word perspective. So I picked the word perspective because we don't get recognized for it. Like, how do you get recognized for bringing perspective to the table aside from product success, which like never really gets attributed to product management, it gets attributed to sales half the time. So I think it's important to say that, yeah, like, you know, where does our value get recognized? You know, yeah. how do we get paid for it? How do we get hired for perspective? Because like, it is actually the most critical part of all of this, bringing it together as everyone else said. Um, so, well, literally. <laughs> Maybe this is something we can take this conversation and look at these superpowers and actually help build a good job description, right? Uh, because if we're missing things, right? There, there's stuff not in there. We, should, we do need to sort of do you know, have curiosity to make sure we're continually learning uh, both internally and externally. We do need to be able to do the analysis with that. We need to do it all with empathy uh, and bring perspective to it. I don't know, maybe there's a job we can do there. Uh, any last thoughts on the poll before I move to the Friday question? All right. So Corey, in the chat, you had said earlier, maybe we would have changed the question. So this is the action, I think, where you were going. What product management superpower do you wish you had? And then I added the and why. 
Uh, and Eva, I'm going to start with you. What product management superpower do you wish you had and why? I think I wish I had more confidence because most of the product managers on my team are ex-coders and developers, and I'm one of the only A, females, and B, uh, you know, people that have a technical background, but, you know, support. Like, I'm not there to write hello world items out. So I think I just wish I had more confidence when I kind of compare myself to them, to be honest. And yeah. I, I definitely get, I definitely have those thoughts in my head, like, what am I doing here? Um, the imposter syndrome, like everybody has. And I'm re-listening to Lenny's podcast with um, Julie Zhu. And she just has amazing insight on that topic. So um, that's what I'm listening to currently to kind of get me out of this uh, this thought process. I'm, I'm going through a program called Positive Intelligence. Uh, and it's all about understanding your judge and your saboteurs. And uh, it looks like Pamela has done it. Uh, and it really has helped me so much, especially with my imposter syndrome, because it, what it teaches you to do, it trains you to identify when that starts coming in and how do you change it from your saboteur track to your sage track. So uh, I completely and totally get that, you know, even at this stage in my career, I go through it as well uh, and, you know, suggest, you know, check it out. I'll send you a link uh, because I think that overcoming that imposter syndrome is one of the hardest things I still deal with. And I completely love the, the idea of confidence as a superpower, uh, not overconfidence, but confidence. Uh, so I love it. Uh, Dom. Uh, summarizing. 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 Be, be, being able to put everything together in a very succinct manner. Yeah. I, that's, I, and That's my know, challenge. Boy, I, I could use that too. Ask Steve. <laughs> I'll write 1,200 words and Steve will get it to 800. <laughs> so being succinct, and that ties to your storytelling as well, because you need to be very succinct with your, uh, I, I love that. That's awesome. Calvin. Technical skills. Technical skills. You wish you had more technical skills. Yeah. I mean, because I lean more toward the strategic and more toward um, customer discovery. And I don't come from a background of, um, you know, of coding or, or uh, the IT heavy lifting. So that's a skill that I wish that I had, that I wish that I had. So you could have those more intimate conversations with the, the team around the technical type stuff. Um, yeah, and also it seems like a lot of the product management positions I see are more, more technical oriented and less, you know, less strategic. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'd use a couple of words, you know, buzzwords, but I know Corey would um, cringe, so. <laughs> Pamela. I think I try and understand the other person's point of view so often that sometimes I give them, it takes me a while to kind of say no and mean it and get people to move. So I've, I've kind of evolved this technique of saying yes, sort of, and then keeping it going and slowly shifting them towards my perspective. But I don't sit there and I, and I don't do a dogmatic no. 
yeah. I wish I wish I had more gut sometimes to do it. Um, I don't know. My, one of my saboteurs was avoidance. So I try to avoid it as well. So I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I think I eventually get there. I just have to, you know, like I said, it's it's a super tanker move, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And then when they arrive, I think ultimately it's better because they arrive at that point by themselves. Right. You're and leading I, the horse to water and they're drinking. And they're drinking. Yeah. But it's it's slower. Um, yeah. As opposed to just saying, nope, not doing that. But there's times where you want it to be their decision. You, you There's times where you want them to have ownership in that. I, I want them to have ownership. And, and I have learned uh, painfully so that if you don't have other people having ownership, then you're dragging them along the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get it. Corey, besides juggling. God, you guys are boring. I want real <laughs> superpowers. I want to time travel. I want to go back to when decisions were made and go, that. Don't do that. That's going to turn out bad in two years. <laughs> Don't do that. I want to go back. I want to read customers' minds. I want to know what they're not telling me. I want to know why the executive really wants to do that. I want to do mind control. It's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, you can't do that. And you can't do that. I want to be invisible. I want to sit in with our customers in these meetings that people won't let me sit into. I want to. I these want to are not the droids you're looking for. I want to. I want to warp reality to meet my needs. Right. I want to see the future. I want to power up my teammates. I want to make them learn something. I. I want to do all the superpowers. That's a little greedy. Actually, Why don't you just pick one? Yeah. Prioritize well, your superpower actually, needs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be your first superpower the the the, the 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 yes i could see the super i could see the movie poster now the superhero who prioritizes all the other things <laughs> actually i let eva put in eva put into the chat fly and think about going back to visiting customers and empathy if you could fly how easy you don't have to go through teleport. tsa no you don't want to fly yeah. you teleport Think of all the bugs you'd hit. No. Well, but is teleporting a skill or is that a technology used in the move? I mean. No, you don't. don't go there. <laughs> okay. I won't. Uh, Jace, Jason. I'm uh, so ready for that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to jump in on that one too. Um, so mine would be super sight. A little bit like Corey. It's a little more exciting. Like Corey was begging for. So super sight, I want to see what the market trends are going to be to influence my product before they're coming so I can be, you know, ahead of the curve competitively. Oh, so the interesting thing is the better job you do at market research, the better you get at seeing around corners, as Rita McGrath mm -hmm. would say. I yes. haven't mentioned Roger Martin or Peter Drucker today, so at least I'm getting Rita McGrath in there. I think, uh, I think we're on to the Dune prescience. Her. I think we're, to drag us back to the sci-fi motif. <laughs> yes, prescience. May. I would like the ability to compel people to tell the truth, but also they have to say it, right? Like, says so tell actually what they're thinking, what they know, what they don't know, and then that way 
you know, you don't get the, you know, this is absolutely going to make us a million dollars. It's more, there is a 20% chance that this might make us a million dollars. And then that way you would um, be able to make better decisions overall. You know, like imagine if all of your devs are telling you this is like, would have to tell you that this is a stupid idea. Or like, this is a great idea. I really like it, but I don't like this little piece. Maybe we can do this better. Like how much time would we save if people were just honest with what they really thought? So you, you actually like Steve's idea of uh, Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. I mean, you just don't want to put a lasso around. It's not them. really the like. I guess it also compels you to talk, but like, I would prefer. Yeah. I feel like it would be a HR violation with the lasso. So. <laughs> true. True. I can see that, Steve. Well, you know, I I I like all of these. You know, um, the, the you know certainly having the force, uh, and and compelling weaker minds to uh, tell the truth or to change their minds. Uh, I, 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 I wish, um, uh, but I, I think I want to join Jason in, in having vision Foresight. of the future. These are not the features you're looking for. Right. <laughs> okay. I can see that. You know, I want to go, go back to, you know, uh, Eva, Dom, Pamela, and Calvin. Now that Corey changed the game and is throwing real, like, superhero superpowers in, is there something that you would have wanted to say otherwise, Eva? Honestly, the fountain of youth, because I my biggest regret is starting in product at, in my 40s. I would have loved to have done this, like, 20 years ago and just imagine where I am today. <laughs> I love that. I, that's That's great. Tom? I mean, my superpower would be to be able to get in everybody's mind. Yeah, that's where I was. I was in the, you know, read people's minds. At a minimum, internally, I, I, it might be unethical doing that with the customers, although, you know, maybe that's the Why subtext. Not? Maybe that's the subtext we need when we're observing them and talking with them. That helps get there. I, but that was the superpower I was thinking about. Calvin? I was thinking more courage. Um, just thinking back to a, a, a position I had like 15 years ago where I should have stepped in and said, you know what, we need to be doing X and you guys don't know, you know, you executives need to be thinking about this and not, not uh, pissing away money on this other crap that we're doing. So we like Hawkeye, you, you might not have a superpower, but you've got the courage to go into it with your bow and arrow and. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw that Jeremy Renner was being interviewed by somebody. So it made me think. Mm. Pamela, is there a superpower, a superhero superpower? I think there's the regret. I wish, kind of like Eva's, I wish I knew then what I know now, right? Like the so, time. Sort of aligns with Corey's first thing, right? Going back and. and Going back and being able, like if I could redo some of the decisions that I made, 20, 30 years ago, my life would be substantially different. On, on the other hand, I'm, I, I guess personally, I'm reasonably happy. So maybe, maybe I don't. <laughs> well, that, we get into the whole you thing. You have to give something yeah. up, right? If you, if you get that. So, yeah. so I guess if I, if, you know, if I really had to choose, then I, I think I would choose Jason being able to see the future in a way. Yeah. Predict what's going to happen accurately. 
Okay. I like that. Uh, with that said, uh, time for our key takeaways. And a couple of you have not been on. We've changed lightning around the key takeaways. So, you know, what's your biggest learning or takeaway from this conversation? I'm going to start with Jason. My biggest takeaway um, is that we have, well, uh, I think the, um, that we have a lot that we want to be able to do. I think probably we are doing our best and I think it's probably acknowledged. I also think that if somebody else wanted us to have superpowers, they may be different than the product superpowers that we would like to have. And that'd be an interesting analysis as well. Oh, so what other people think we should have versus what we think we should have. I, that's a, I like that. Tom. Still thinking. Okay. Calvin. I think it's, for me, it's just interesting to hear other people's viewpoints, you know, where, where their, you know, where their, their strong, their strengths are, where they they feel they have weaknesses and um, hearing that compared to mine. So it's just yeah. interesting. Awesome. Eva. I think hearing that all product managers, even the ones on this call that have it been in the craft for so many years, wish that they had superpowers. I think that that <laughs> gives me promise because I think uh, no matter what, we're not going to be perfect, obviously. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Corey. Something, this is not a good thought, by the way, but <laughs> how invested we are at trying to reduce risk. Um, how much we would use these superpowers to eliminate the possibility of a bad event occurring or use it for whatever. But that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is every, everything seems to come down to risk and focus on that. Uh, product management is risk management. Yeah. Dom, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just sorry. Just thinking about it is like, why do we need all these superpowers? Right. I mean, we're all here uh, around the table talking about superpowers and I was just, it's, to me, it's amazing that we have hard time to trust other functions, other stakeholders, right? I mean, we want to see through, we want to better understand, we want to get accurate data. Why can't we get that, right? I mean, it's just. <laughs> Why do we need these, but you know, it's the situation Why? we're in the challenge. Yeah, I, I, that's great perspective. You know, the, the, the challenges we're facing, we feel like, we need these. I, I, wow. Thank you, Pamela. I, I love these sessions because I have my perspective. And what I realize is depending on your situation, you can have different needs, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, it, it, as a, as a product manager, it rebalances, you know, sort of my waiting on different abilities and skills and issues. So, so that's my takeaway from this conversation. That's, that's great. May? Um, it's interesting how this kind of brought to light a lot of the things that we individually struggle with, but it's not just us, right? It's us, it's our teams. It's almost every single product manager we ever talk to. And having framing the conversation differently in terms of what is your superpower and what would you like your superpower to be 
um, opens us up for a vulnerable conversation, which is often quite hard to have. I mean, most of us have never met, right? So it's it's fascinating how we can dig a little deeper into how do we want to work better together? Uh, wow. I, I wish I had planned the vulnerability aspect of that, but I'm glad it worked. <laughs> Steve. I think this is um, insightful for coaching younger product managers or newer product managers. Uh, the, the things that we're talking about kind of express some areas of our past frustration, you know, dealing with deal of the day or dealing with the executive who read an airline magazine and now has a whole new pivot planned. Uh, and and we're, we're looking for these, you know, techniques to uh, uh, deal with dysfunction. And yet what we've talked about is the, 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 the need for transparency and curiosity and confidence and I think these are all uh, powers, not superpowers, but powers that we can instill in uh, younger people, in younger product managers. And Steve, that leads me, and this is why with lightning round, I couldn't say, oh my God, he stole my answer. But with this one, I can just build on that. Where I was gonna go is all these, well, outside the ones that Corey started introducing with the actually real superhero superpowers, all the things we talked about are things that you can change in yourself. You can build in yourself. You can grow these powers. And it's not like you have to have some magic serum or whatever, or get bit by a radioactive spider, right? These are all things we can learn and grow and improve. Uh, and I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. So, uh, wow, great conversation. You Next know, one more takeaway that I got was we all know way too much about superheroes and science fiction. <laughs> actually not enough the amount of times that sci-fi was referenced when you're talking about fantasy i would like to point out that this is good point okay okay i think we're splitting hairs here nerd alert isn't <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy a category they're they're related but 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 there are entire twitter threads on the difference between sci-fi and, and fantasy correct okay. if you really have a lot of time to waste all right. Well, well, next week, we're going to talk about the product management triad, product strategy, technical product management, product marketing, uh, and, and the different roles of product management. So we'll look forward to that conversation last week. Uh, wow. What a great conversation. I want to thank the panel, Jason, Calvin, Eva, Corey, Dom, Pamela, May, my partner and friend, Steve. Uh, we have these great conversations every week. I learn, I grow every week. And it's a pretty simple thing. On Monday, we put the question in the community. On Wednesday, we have the poll. And on Fridays, we have these amazing, uh, amazing conversations and discussions that go in way, many different ways. And we, we, I just love them every week. So thanks, everybody, for a great conversation. We'll see you guys next week in the community. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.